0: 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon.
3: Shots, shots, shots! This Friday... He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation... This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice?
0: With more baggage... Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R. Streaming only on Hulu, Friday.
2: I want winners. I want people that want to win.
1: All right, here with Rod after the 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys 19-12 in the divisional playoff game, which sets the 49ers up for an NFC championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Rod, how sweet was it to beat up on the Cowboys? That is always my favorite <laughs> victory.
2: Up <laughs> there, but the Cowboys for sure—it always is always a nice one to get. It's pretty close though. I mean, no, it was it was, it was a well. good game.
1: It was a good game. It, it was a close game. I thought the teams were pretty evenly matched. Um, they, their defense, uh, as you could tell by uh, a lot of Shanahan's play calling, was was uh the, the the goal at least it seemed to me and we'll talk about it was to kind of just make sure we didn't turn the ball over because that's where they excel defensively is when they can get those turnovers. But uh yeah it was a good game. I, I've been telling people all week because you know you you've seen this happen where an athlete kind of comes out of nowhere um you know a a comparison would be Lynn's sanity in the NBA. Jeremy Lin, who I had an eye on because he went to Harvard and he's Asian. And so I was kind of watching and he came in with the Warriors and then he gets signed by the Knicks and and he has that, you know, that I I don't know how many weeks of of great play it was, but Lin Sanity takes off and then he becomes like, yeah, he's kind of a decent journeyman basketball player. He was never the guy who he was when Lin Sanity was at his peak, but he was a, was a, a good basketball player. And so, with, when this Brock Purdy stuff happens, the fear, I think, for uh, for someone like me who has just seen so many guys come through, is like, I don't want to get too excited because it may turn out to be Sanity. And so, this was Brock's. I thought it was his truest test. the uh, the The season, how the season ended, and plus last week's playoff game. There were solid teams. I don't know if I would consider any of those teams good teams uh, who, who we faced, a bunch of nine and, nine and eight and, and eight and nine teams. But Dallas was the measuring stick to me because the, the style of defense that they play, they are looking for this guy to make mistakes. They hawk the ball. They can rush the passer. And so to me, this was the moment of truth. How do you think Brock Purdy... Did in his moment of truth
2: yeah, I mean, like you said, the big thing is um he didn't turn the ball over, which was like I totally agree was the litmus test for him um with the way they rush the passer um and you know they are they play they play a lot more man coverage than most teams in the n f l um and like just um, um, tr- which one is it? Whichever one of the digs is they have, yeah. And they, that's um, that's what they do. They they try to turn you over, um, and then shorten the game. I mean, they they kind of want to do what we do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was that was, he did very well to 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 keep the ball safe. And there were a couple of times where he ate the ball and dirt dirted the ball. Um, instead of trying to make a play, which was exactly what he needed to do. Yes. Um, so it was, it was a, a, a very good performance. For
1: experience level in such a high leverage situation. And, and so I got a, I got a note from um, our good buddy, Mike Gilbert, I think is a little bit tongue in cheek, but he's, he's in uh, on, on Purdy mania here. So, He just tweeted at me. He said, are we done questioning Purdy yet? And I said, no, he's still got to win two more games. (laughs) Right. Um, And and I think it's funny because, you know, for those of us who who, I I wouldn't say I'm, I'm hook, line and sinker for Brock Purdy. This is a market who was not hook, line and sinker for Steve Young until he won a Super Bowl. Like that's how harsh this market is on on quarterbacks. And so I I don't want to, I think, and you even said it great last week, you don't want to get your expectations so high to where if he doesn't reach those expectations, all of a sudden this rookie quarterback is a failure in your eyes. And that that that's just not the way that, that you can evaluate somebody like that is to set the highest expectations. But at the same time, I want to be measured about this and it's really going to be the team that they put out there uh, offensively and defensively who set the tone so that Purdy can can hit these shots and and make these uh make these plays. I thought to, to what who Purdy reminded me today was uh Alex Smith 2011. Like he just didn't make any mistakes. He made the smart play. There was one one or two questionable passes, but everybody has one or two questionable passes. Uh and he just played smart football. I was ne- when they when they were driving late and we knew that they needed a touchdown. The what I was worried about especially after Ray Ray, I was worried about the fumble. I wasn't worried about the interception though. I thought because they ran the ball so strong in that second half, anytime that they did a play action or, or they didn't actually run, they had receivers open over the middle. And and so I was really confident in that. Uh, but I, I was just, uh, yeah, I was a little worried about the fumble. The fumble has been, uh, if you have been a 49ers fan for a very long time, you can go all the way back to, uh, the 3 Pete that was lost uh, because Roger Craig fumbled against the Giants. You can go back to um you know the that that 2011 uh, Alex Smith uh, NFC championship game. Williams. Kyle Williams. <laughs> I think there's an Adam Walker fumble somewhere sprinkled around there. Oh so that the fumble has been kind of the Achilles heel for us getting in these big games. And he just he he didn't throw an interception. He got sacked a couple times, especially early. You could sort of tell. I think Dallas, uh, the the Quinn and them were just like, we got to turn this kid back into a rookie. Let's just bring the ha- boom immediately sack like on the first play. But he didn't let that get away from him. So I was very happy about that. Um, and first, uh, also shout out to to Shelvin who's hanging out with us. But let let's let's go with what my first kind of. Uh, my, my first note here is, and I really believe this to be true, and this is kind of the the matchup I was looking at. I, I wanted to see if we could, if we could win this matchup, which is Dak versus our defense, and Purdy versus their defense, because you can't be Dak versus Purdy; they don't play against each other. But I I was wondering because we saw a very good Dak last week against the Bucks, and I I was like, you know, if, if we get that Dak. This game's going to be really, really close. And on the flip side, Purdy, If I was wondering what Dallas was going to do against him. And I would say, I, you know, you compare the two together, I thought Purdy played better against Dallas' defense than Dak played against 49ers' defense.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I I would say, to be fair, my concern, you know, obviously this season – as a whole, but the defensive line in particular has been a strength. And then last week, um, our for the season, our pass rush win rate was 60 percent, last week it was 39, which, um, i very concerned because I felt you know, if Dak was able to stand back there and pat the ball like he was against Tampa, it could be a long day. Um, and we got after him. We got, you know, it. I'm not sure what the numbers will come out to be, but you know, we we heated him up. We definitely heated him up when we needed to. And I love I love it when um when we blitz. I, I just you know it you know we it's great to get the rush. When we rushed four, but um, in those high leverage situations today, Ryan's dialed up the blitz on several occasions, and that you know, it, it's you know, we got burnt once on that, but uh, overall, we did very well. Uh, likewise, while they heated up Brock a little bit, um, we did a pretty good job of protecting him so. I think like you said, I think that's where the the difference came is 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 the the protection that we even even though they lost when we didn't get to DAC, you know, C D land had a pretty big game. Yeah. And um there that's the thing, is when you're playing a large These guys are so fast and the DBs can't touch them after five yards. There are going to be spaces out there for the receiver to, you know, find room if the quarterback, you know, has time enough to find them. Um, And so that's why it's so important that we, we, um, we get pressure.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, So I saw, I don't know if, uh, Skip Bayless is is very much a cartoon character. Uh, he he was he was in the Bay Area for a little bit as a columnist for the San Jose Mercury News. Mm-hmm. So I got to read i got to, I got to read some of his writing. Uh, I, I've read his books on uh, the Cowboys, and he was he took his Dak jersey off and he threw it on the ground and I think he threw it in the garbage. Dak did not play well uh tony pollard losing tony pollard hurt them but the game was close and it was it was really just about how kyle's offense was able to control the clock in the second half and dallas was unable to do that to me that's sort of my big big picture here and uh maybe you mentioned lamb but that seemed to be dallas's only real weapon uh uh, against the Niners. so uh Ultimately, Especially after
2: Pollard went out.
1: Yes. What happened to Zeke? Jeez.
2: Yeah. What a fall. <laughs> yeah. That's um that you it didn't even seem like once Pollard went out that I figured, well, now, you know, Zeke will be featured, but not so much.
1: No, not, not at so all. They, they didn't even really try. Uh Pollard had um, he had six carries for twenty-two yards. Zeke had ten for twenty-six, and Dak was four for twenty-two. Uh, so they 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 had twenty-two rushes, but only uh, seventy-six yards. Uh, and the Niners were were thirty-two for one hundred and thirteen. So there, were, there was a lot of 3 yards and four-yard gains here for for the Niners. A lot in the second half. Uh, the 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 other thing is, I was, I was just thinking about this is. If you're a Dallas fan and you look at this game and you look at back-to-back years, last year you get to the wild-card game, you lose. This year you get to the divisional game and you lose. What what is Jerry thinking? He already said McCarthy's not losing his job. Uh, The Niners have McCarthy's number uh, for sure. And you pay Dak a lot of money. You got C.D. Lamb is great. You have this double... You know, you have this d- double uh, running back situation, and you have a great defensive line. Like, what what do they need to take that next step? Because still, I thought this year's Dallas team was better than last year's Dallas team, but this year's Niners team was also better than last year's Niners team. I don't know. Are they still right in the mix? And you just kind of bring them all back next year in the NFL. You can't really bring them all back, but you know, how would you? If you're a Dallas fan, are you? Okay with how the future is, or is this kind of the limit for for I, where you think they could go? I just don't see where the
2: growth is. I mean, I don't, I don't see. know I mean, it, it seems like, like you said, they're kind of stuck. To think about you know making changes on the margins, but I, I don't really. See I, I'm I don't have their cap number um handy, but I don't really see what they can do in terms of making like a huge splash. Um like you say, they've got Dak that um, not really close yet to an extension, I don't believe. Um, but they um C D Lamb, I mean he's a he's a good player. I just I, I don't they're clearly not in the top echelon of the NFC and I don't really see a path to get there for them. Um so that's a that's a frustrating place to be is you yeah. know kind of fiddling in the middle um you know I, I, Philadelphia seems to be like a you know kind of a juggernaut Maybe- and you know they're set up to be good for a good long while um the giants are better it seems um dable seems to have a real good grasp with things and he, he's made daniel jones a, an actual quarterback so mm-hmm. interesting what they do with saquon will be um will be something to watch um but yeah i i don't see I don't see a path to the upper echelon of the, of the i i don't know that Jerry is one to just stand pat, but I don't really know what he can do
1: yeah totally totally uh so so Brock ends up nineteen of twenty nine two hundred and uh fourteen yards passing. Sacked twice. Uh, so, I mean, really pedestrian stats, especially with how the NFL works today. But, again, you know, he sort of Alex Smithed it. He game-managered the game. And he didn't turn the ball over, which was uh, the most important thing uh, because this game was literally all about field position. And then Dak on the other side, 23 of 37, 206, one TD, and two interceptions. All right, so my next point here is uh, about the offensive game plan. Because what we saw in you know these this last sec- the second half of the season was a really explosive offense, and I saw a lot of tweets online saying, you know, why were they being so conservative? Why are they just running so much? And uh, I-, I thought it was to combat a-, a pretty aggressive Dallas defense. Like you know, the- I think there were mo- moments in the second half where. Shanahan could have pulled out the the play action a little bit more than he did, but it was really about field position. And I thought he managed that whole thing perfectly. If Eli Mitchell gets out of bounds on the, on that run, the game ends. You know, sooner than that. But even with that that small blunder, uh, they were still able to to you know to 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 do a good enough job in, in running it out. By the way, we, we were mentioning Zeke. They did him dirty by putting him at center at that last pl- on that last play of the game. That was mean, man. What the hell? This poor guy. Mm. <laughs> just because of blown yeah,
2: you, up. Yeah. You mentioned blunders. We had a couple there at the end of the game.
1: Yeah. That, I don't know that. what Armstead was doing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> had a had a safety. That that have been the that's the end that that's the highlight that they used in every video package just to show the domination uh, there at the end and he just two-hand pushes him and lets him go He's like what's going on here. Uh yeah and then uh, the tight end Schultz stepping out of bounds uh going backwards and and so the clock keeps going and then not making that catch uh had one foot yeah. in one foot yeah. out. That was a little bit it was a little rough for two, you know two years in a row for them at the, at the end of the game. But um uh, but yeah like you know what do you think of the game plan? Did you think that Kyle's being a little conservative too conservative for your tastes? Uh how did you well, think that they handled it? It
2: was clear pretty early on. Um I don't I don't think it was till like but they were taking you know they were taking the play clock all the way down. Um so they were they were it was a concerted effort to control the clock um and just burn the clock and um it seemed to me and they did it really well. What was that? we had that, you know, second half, that one drive that was, you know, eight minutes. It took, <laughs> you know, took us, you know, eight, you know, an eight minute drive. I mean, that eats up, you know, the majority of the quarter. It just seemed like that was the game plan all along was to um, just run plays and eat up the clock and, you know, keep, you know, kind of um keep their, you know, keep them from being able to kind of just tee off and rush us, which, you know, they, you know, started playing Micah in the box um, as a linebacker more so than as a defensive end to kind of try to combat our weapons because, I mean, he, and, and he did a pretty good job of running down, run plays, you know, particularly from the backside, he's just so fast. I mean, he's, he is a marvelous player. I I, I saw, you know, that's what fans do. They, you know, they shit on him for saying stuff, you know, talking crap or whatever. And I mean, he didn't have a really great statistical game, but I mean, he is a force that little hump move that he did was crazy for (laughs) such a small guy. He he is poor Mac.
1: Um, it, it it kind of made me wonder if he uh, had taken any jujitsu because it was literally like a jujitsu move to trip the offensive lineman. I was like, oh, I see that in in the UFC yeah. a lot with with the it with was the, crazy. He's a with the ju- is, judo a judo judo player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not ju- yeah, mm-hmm. not, not jitsu the judo players. Yeah,
2: I like, like Ronda Rousey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My, Micah had uh, four tackles. And one pass defense and one QB hit. Yeah, it seemed like you know. I'm, I seems like it seems like every time the ball, uh, he's just around it. And so I'm kind of surprised to, to see those numbers. But you're, yeah, he he, he was awesome.
0: There's no Ion team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Um the,
1: the way that that the that the Niners played that first half, I was I, I was in my head saying, okay, I I think what they need to do is run the ball a little bit more because the pass rush in the first half for the Cowboys was, you know, Brock wasn't able to get to Uh, More than probably his second read, they were there come so quick. And then Dallas, when they scored their first touchdown, that was kind of the drive that the Niners usually do well: short passes, move the chains, use the running game, and just you know, and just you know, go down the field, take take a lot of clock. And I was like, wow, that that's what we do. We need to get back to that. They were. They were also happy, I guess, you know, when you have a kicker who could actually make the kicks and you don't have to change your your short game mentality because of it. Like Robbie Gold is, you know, he doesn't have the biggest leg and he kind of sucks on kickoffs. But man, this dude has not missed a kick in the playoffs in his career to have that sound, you know, just in the back of your mind, like, okay, we don't have to, if, if, if it comes, we are kicking this field goal, we're fine. And Dallas didn't have that. They had to, they they were guessing fourth down. I'm sure it was like frustrating for them to go, Oh my gosh, it's fourth and five at our own 30 something. And we can't trust this kicker. So we got to go for it. And so, you know, constantly changing what you do as a team. And so there was that stuff and just that, that problem, the 49ers didn't have, but, they got back to business by just wearing this team down in the second half. And in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, this is coming. At some point, the Niners are going to be able to run the football. It's coming. I know it's coming. These defenders on the Cowboys are going to be tired at some point. And it did eventually happen, but uh, yeah, it was, you know, after watching the last few weeks of this team and seeing how explosive they were, it sort of felt a little bit like last year with Jimmy more so than it did these last few weeks with Brock. I, you know, I
2: I can be a troll at sometimes. That was <laughs> that was one of the things I said during the game, kind of tongue in cheek, is that you know what this kind of quarterback play does? It has you trade two first round picks and a pick swap. To get a quarterback who can go out there and make a play. Oh, actually, we've done that already. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's just it's um, it was really it was it was conservative, but I think it was by design. And you you want to you, you I think you, what you'd want is like you just mentioned was like that Dallas first drive. What you want to do is kind of cash in some of those in the red zone with um because if you do that, it, it makes it, um, you know, it makes it much more comfortable, but the, what they, what the game plan we had today did is it it just kept them on the field and it, it ran up their play count. And like you say, at a certain point, the dam just breaks. I mean, if they've played so many snaps, they, you know, when you're running the ball or, um, turn the ball like that eventually something has to give and it did you know we 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 broke them
1: basically uh what did you think of the i i don't even know if it's a lack of but christian debo you know, mixing and matching these guys, lining them up wherever you want to line. They really didn't do that a lot. Like, there was a couple moments, you know, I think Debo was in the backfield, like, on the second play of the game, and I know he got a nice mm-hmm. carry there late, but you didn't really see a lot of that. They seemed to play, like, way more conventionally than I thought they would play, especially in some of those some of those third downs. And I was like, oh, like, I fully expected. You know, they, they put Christian out there, wide a couple times, but I fully expected them to, to do a little bit of like, I like, you know how sometimes Kyle will just pull up a play that you're like, Oh man, he's been waiting to use this thing, you know, for, for this exact moment, but they just played pretty straightforward that I guess that's the biggest surprise to me is with the creativity that they do have. uh, They just decided like playing straightforward is uh is really the, the best way for us today.
2: Um, well, Olsen kind of pointed out, and it was true that, you know, after it seemed like Christian, you know, got whatever nicked up with the calf or whatever, mm-hmm. that they were basically just using him on third downs. And, you know, Eli was getting most of the first and second down carries. Um, so I don't know how much that played into it. The fact that, you know, Christian was a little banged up. I, I don't know, you know, I guess we'll see. I didn't, like, I was out, so I didn't hear the postgame. I didn't hear Kyle's postgame press press conference, so I don't know how he's feeling or whatnot, but I don't know if that played a part in it, but you're 100% right. It wasn't as exotic as it has been you know, the the past several weeks. And then I don't know if maybe it's just because that defense is faster and uh, and uh, more talented than some of the other defenses we've played during this stretch. So, you know, he just wanted to be, you know, play it buttoned up and straightforward. And again, with an eye on, you know, protecting Brock and protecting the ball um, and not putting the ball, you know, putting – putting us in harm's way um, where turnovers might, I don't know. I I don't know, but it was, it was noticeable that it was not as fun as it has been the past um, several weeks. And I guess, you know, the stakes are higher. So maybe that has to do with it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, um, the defense here. uh So the pass rush, I thought was um, was solid. Uh, Dak, had, Dak, Dak was moving, but we didn't see the sacks that that we usually got. I think we got one sack. And Nick, uh I think the first play of the game, Nick gets held, and I was like, "Oh, Nick's eating tonight." And we didn't really see Nick in there too much for the rest of the game. I think he was in on the one sack that they did have. He kind of helped clean it up. But I thought the linebackers played an excellent game. Save Dre Greenlaw's, you know, penalty there uh, on the sideline where he didn't even fight. He knew that he made a mistake there, knocking the, the guy out of bounds and and giving the Dallas uh, almost, I think, putting him at midfield. But Fred Warner, uh, Fred Warner had an awesome game. He had nine total <sighs> tackles uh one tackle for a loss, one pass defense, an interception and there's one play where uh, he was covering one of the receivers down the seam and was just like stride for stride with the guy and uh, it was it was amazing to to see him today. I thought this was this was one of the best games I thought of the season for him.
2: Yeah. He he was all over the place. I had him for one more tackle for loss, but whatever. It was great he was he was awesome and th- like you say the way that he is able to drop in coverage and run with these guys um it's it's um it's amazing to watch how far he's able to to you know that's crazy um but yeah he was great um and it just changes so much. We get, we've got, you know, between him and Greenlaw and Al Shayer, had a, a good game. I mean, yeah, we we are our front seven, and particularly our linebackers, um, they really set the tone for our defense. I mean, it's 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 awesome to watch.
1: Yeah, uh, Al Shayer and Greenlaw both uh, seven and six tackles. Fred had nine. They were all in the top five on the team. And uh, just, you know, the one I think Dre, Dre had said something about, I I read a quote from Dre somewhere. I don't know if it was for this game or the last game about how, you know, he wants to get that pick six and he had it today and he dropped it. He had a, he had a pick six right in his hands. End zone. Wasn't that far away. Dak just kind of did one of those things where he had to look at the scoreboard to see how terrible his throw was, but uh, but yeah, that was it. Uh, wh- what did you think about the secondary? Because uh, my, I guess one of my one uh, the I guess the thing that I'm most worried about in the, on the defense, I'm worried about Lenore getting picked on a little bit. I'm worried about Hufunga in in uh, playing pa- having to pass defend. And so in the back of my mind, you know, it's like, you know, Mooney and, and Jimmy are, are are doing a good job. But if I'm the other team, I'm like, okay, here are the spots on the field that I'm I'm going to pick on, you know, in order to to move the chains. And those were, those would be the two the two spots. So, uh what how did you think that they even even though C D had, you know, 10 catches for a hundred or whatever he had, they didn't let him get loose. They didn't let him shake out like, you know, like he could have uh even even the tight end uh who who's a who's a good player, he he you know, they kind of butt button him up. I thought the tackling was just so, so good today. Uh really just keeping everyone in front of them. But do you have any worries about secondary as we get into the the you know the harder the 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 two hardest games of the season if if we actually do get to play two more games? Well um
2: yeah I mean it it there it is a legitimate concern. Um Philly has flyers. Um, you know, AJ Brown and Um Devontae Smith are they are formidable. And again, it's that's why this is gonna be such a battle royale is our defensive um, line is a strength of their team. If we don't <laughs> if we don't heat up um Jalen Hurts it could be a long day um, because you just, again, these guys are so fast. You really can't, you can't stay with them for three or four seconds. You have to, when you're playing coverage, you have to pressure their core, your, your coverage. You want to have him rolling away and then have your coverage set up where you funnel him, where you want him, to be able to throw the ball. And, um, that's going to be important. And, you know, I, I'm not a real big X of the those guy, but I know enough to know that Seattle, that, um, Seattle, F- Philadelphia creates several problems. Number one, we don't play a lot of man coverage, but you really, which doesn't hurt you against Philly cause you really can't because Jalen hurts is such, you know, such a threat running the ball. We saw it with, when had man across the board it just creates so many scenes for a running quarterback mm-hmm. so you don't play you don't play man against the eagles period you just can't do it um so then it's just what kind of zone coverage are you playing um and whichever one you pick Philadelphia has answers for it, so it's just gonna it's gonna be a matter of them coming up with a plan a game plan that does the best they can to limit what Philadelphia can do. You know, we want you want to be in a situation where we're dictating do rather than rather than dictating what they want to do, and then. I think the, the game plan is going to be a lot like it was tonight on, um, on offense is just trying to play keep away. We I want to try right. to run the ball and milk the clock and keep their offense off the field. And hopefully um, if there has been a weakness at that, that Philly defense has showed is early in the season, you could run on them. They made those signings at mid and were immediately, you know, in the top third in rush defense. So, you know, that's an issue. Can we, can we run the ball on them? And can we kind of, you know, Brock kind of like Jimmy before him has shown that, you know, that down the middle in between numbers is kind of his sweet spot.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, get George matched up and create some matchup problems. I, you can, you know, just, you know, use our weapons to create some matchup problems and score some points and milk the clock and keep their defense out there on the field and their offense on the sideline.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So I I do want to look at at a few stats for the Eagles uh, when, when we look at that matchup, but before we get there, Uh, Let's talk about player of the game for the 49ers. Um, I have two that I think are standouts. I couldn't really think of a third one, but but why don't you go ahead and and break down who you have for player of the game? My runner-up
2: is the aforementioned Fred Warner.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And... I, I mean basically on on the heels of two plays, I picked George. Yeah. <laughs> that catch over the middle was crazy. And then the uh, <laughs> that was just nuts. And then you know the, the penalty was a big yeah. He was my offensive guy. Um so I I think I said my honorable mention, but I think I'm gonna go with Fred as my player of the game. And George is my honorable mention.
1: Yeah, that that's how I had it too. And you talk about the, the Kittle where he, where he gets the penalty. It was like a Draymond move is like, you know, that Brock is, is struggling here. So let's try and get something. And it was so smart. And he, you know, he, he had a good, I'm sure he, he I mean, he was tripped up, but you know, he, he had a good acting job. He there. sold it. sold it it. (laughs) he sold it so much that the defensive back was so mad and George just looked at him and was like well what do you expect me to do like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I'm with you though I had Fred one and I had George two I was trying to think of a three though like Christian didn't have necessarily a a great game uh Mitchell was solid but you know he was he, he only averaged still only averaged uh uh, three point six yards a carry. Debo, Debo had a couple of uh, of good clutch plays, but ultimately still four for forty five. Uh, Jennings and yeah. Ayuk had uh, some, the exact same stats, two for twenty six. Ayuk had a great third down catch. Um, defensively, it, I I mean, Lenore had a had a pick, but you know he had, they also tried to pick on him a little bit. You know, it could have been Ray Ray, but Ray Ray did did have the one fumble. He had a great kick return, uh, that that uh, was after the the fumble. And, and you know, we we talked about this during the season. Ray Ray was gonna fumble at some point, like he was gonna lose one, and you just didn't want it to be in this game. And he hadn't lost one in the in the regular season, uh, so uh, you know, we, we hopefully we got this one out of the way, and we don't got to worry about that. But I guess you know, I, I guess if you have like a a third, it it might just be Robbie because, you know, Brett Maher yeah. was that guy was sweating bullets and he was not having a good time, and Robbie was just like, "Ah, eh, this this isn't that hard." I'm I'm yeah. Know, I'm I think that game. I think you're right. That's our third four for four. Um,
2: yeah, it's Robbie for sure. I mean, he's our all time MVP, but yeah, yeah he's definitely <laughs> honorable mention today as player of the game. <sighs>
1: Yeah, the uh, I mean the kick the kickoffs are are still a bit worrisome, but uh but yeah, the, the funny the field goals thing are is amazing. The,
2: the funny thing is, I I don't quite know. I went back to Robbie and took that off of Mitch's plate, and it really yeah. did seem to help Mitch's punting. So yeah. I mean, I don't know, I I, I don't know, I don't know. I can't get into the head of kickers, but you know you could. It was it was a demonstrable change, and you know I think Mitch got a couple you know special teams player of the weeks. Yeah. Um. Since we made the since they made that change, um. But to get in zone, I don't know if that, you know. I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, yeah, that's you know clearly, you know. Robbie's a, he, he's not a spring chicken. So I, I don't think it's, I think, you know, the fact that he can't get it out of the end zone is, I mean, I don't think it really should be a surprise at this point. Um, but yeah, that, you know, I don't know if that can be a problem moving forward, but um, it certainly was a, an issue. To fast.
1: Yeah. And, and I held my breath because robbie went in there to kind of sort of make a tackle and he just put his (laughs) head down and and robbie got flopped on i was like oh no he just got trampled on those are legs those are valuable legs well and you remember
2: when he who, 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 which game was that where he he got concussed or, and knocked out of the game trying to make oh a tackle? My gosh, yeah, that's just yeah that that's just all bad. <laughs> we we don't we don't want to see Mitch again trying to trying to make kicks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, um, so let's talk about the game. It is Sunday at noon. You know, it's always been weird to me. We in the regular season. On the West Coast, I know on the East Coast it's a little bit different, but 10 a.m., 1 p.m., without fail, every week. What, why, why is it 12? <laughs> like, why isn't it up right? One? Like, what's the deal? They
2: got me today. I um, I missed getting my little bet in because I was thinking that it was going to be a one o'clock start, and um, I went to go put place my bet, and you know, it was off. Only thing was on the board with Niners. I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> Whoa, no. That game started a half hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't, I, I don't understand. Like you said, why, why one? And you know, why did why wouldn't that work now? I I don't understand why the twelve and three thirty. I mean, but
1: I guess you kind of push that, to me. You push that second game. And and I guess it could it, it kinda goes into prime time, maybe. Maybe that's the reason. Cause then you I don't guess. have a Sunday was, night game. I don't know. Who, who knows? So that's six thirty yeah, that's six thirty
2: east coast time. So yeah, it does kind of it kind of floats into the prime time window for them. Yeah. I guess.
1: Oh, okay, so we talked about Eagles uh and some of the things Fort Niners might want to do. Eagles have four players. With double-digit sack numbers, holy cow! Like Bosa leads leads the the NFL, but the Eagles have like four out of the top like thirteen or something in 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 sack leaders, which I thought was crazy because I was looking yeah. at the overall team sack numbers. And the Niners had like forty six or something, and then the Eagles had seventy. I was like, where do you get seventy sacks from? <laughs> I was like, oh my crazy. gosh um but the one thing is as you already mentioned you have that you have been able to run on them in the past now they have tightened it up a little bit but even the giants in a game that the giants were pretty much out of it uh for for most of that game they were able to run the ball a little bit uh but i do think we're going to get uh, a game plan very similar to the Dallas game plan now now watch shanahan like blow it up and 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 all of a sudden they're 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 throwing the ball like crazy but it just seems like the eagles is the eagles defense is is going to uh play uh just as well or better as the dallas defense especially they're going to be at home uh yeah you know, i don't know how do you expect the niner fans to travel here to, to philadelphia the niner fans travel really really well they but they uh, do but i i'm not sure i'm not sure
2: um that that Philly crowd is a tough one. That's going to be interesting. I don't know what it ended up being. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up. I don't know what it ended up being at one point during that um during the um the game yesterday with the Giants. They were sitting at a an 80% pass rush win, win rate. It was it was just nuts. They were hitting Daniel Jones on <laughs> on every drop back. Um
1: it's crazy. Yeah,
2: man. It it um it ended up right around there for the season, for um the game is like seventy nine percent. That's nuts. <laughs> so um they have a real formidable pass rush, like you say. Um, so that's gonna be again, we have played our offensive of line has played sneaky well here lately. But um be a concern. Um, especially on that right hand side, you know, with Burford and McGlinchy. You just know teams have to look at the tape and say, you know, those guys are food. Um, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how we're able to offensively to combat that. Like you said, I mean they've got, you know, they got four you know, really good pass rushers, which is, I mean, you don't really see that much in the league where, you know, you've got guys that, you know, most teams have one, maybe two. Um, but, um, yeah, four is a lot. So that's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how our offensive game plan um,
1: accounts for that. And they also have uh you know they kind of have a, a triple-headed backfield there against the Giants. Gainwell went for 112. Uh Miles Sanders went for 90, Boston Scott went for 32. Um, so they can they can run the ball because their quarterback is also a terrific runner. And when I saw Dak scoot up the middle on third down, I was like Oh no, this is the the 49ers kryptonite here is uh because they rush the passer and they're so aggressive and if they don't get it here comes, you know, here comes the the, the up the middle and and you know, just yards for days. How, how does that change how they 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 play Hurts? Do you think that they just don't blitz a, as much? Um what, what what is the change you think that they're going to make so that Hurts doesn't doesn't get out and scoot
2: yeah that's you know for sure you can't i guess that blitz you know necessitated man coverage and you just can't you can't do that against hurts it's just you know it's a no-go because he has the green light to pull it down and you know just audible to himself um you know you're with them you're going to see draws you're going to see quarterback run game so we we're gonna have to play some form of coverage against them, which just create if but that creates opportunities for them with Brown and Smith if we don't get home so it's gonna be you know it's gonna be vitally important that we figure out how to Yourself and you start blitzing um, against a mobile quarterback like that. So I, I'm going to be really interested to see what kind of game plan Ryan's comes up with to um to combat this offense because it's 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 outside of the Chiefs, it's going to be the most formidable
1: one we face this season. That that's that's what I kept thinking is you know the the one team that the 49ers were just so overmatched against was that second half Chiefs team and the the speed uh the, the, <laughs> the ability for them to rush the passer it, it is a little worrisome for me not that Brock has not been up to the challenge every single time he absolutely has it's just again like like i said at the start of the show the teams that we beat to sort of end the season were all just like yeah th- these teams are okay but they're not world beaters mm-hmm. and Dallas was the first world beater that 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 we played and and they got through it but now it's like in the video game it's like you you know you beat a uh, super macho man in mike tyson's punch out and then you got to mm-hmm. still beat mike tyson <laughs> yeah. so so that's yeah. uh, that that I- i'm so intrigued and I would love to be a fly on the wall in in some of these uh some of these meetings with Shanahan and just like thinking w- what does he see are the concerns what does he see are like the big picture points that the Niners have to attack I'm sure after about 2 hours I'd probably get bored with the minutia and and, the, <laughs> and everything but like just like I just want I just want to hear what what Shanahan thinks are are the the big pieces of of the takeaways that he got from this Giants game and from the Eagles season overall. Cause it does seem like a hefty challenge. Now it's not like Jalen hurts has been successful in the playoffs either. Like this is still, you know, he's still a young QB himself. So there are going to be opportunities, I think defensively for the Niners to make plays uh, just like the Eagles with with Brock. So I think, I think that's, I think that's going to be, you know, probably something the Eagles fans are a little bit con- concerned about is okay. Like, let let this is playoff football. Let's see how how he sees things that you know maybe he's not used to seeing or he hasn't seen, or the Niners are are kind of hiding things and and you know if they can get that pass rush now, Bosa. There was a moment in in this game where Bosa like grabbed at his stomach, and I don't know if that was like a thing about food or eating. Or the abdominal issue that he had. You remember he had the abdominal issue. He's he, had core issues going all the way back to Ohio State. Yeah. So that was a little worrisome to me because they. It seemed like he was uh out of uh of plays much more than 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 I I recognize than usual. And so I I haven't seen anything about it, but that's something that I'm going to keep my eye on as far as like injury reports or little Shanahan comments about, uh, about him. Cause man, you know, they need him at full strength next week for sure. Yeah. I guess big bro was there at the game today. Oh really? Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, the season's over. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> season's over and big bro got his, uh, you know, he, he 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 was a little frustrated in, in, in their game. Oh so.
2: absolutely. Absolutely. It seems like, like Nick is the is the the cool headed
1: one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is, yeah. How, uh, did you get to watch any of the AFC games this weekend? I did.
2: Um Cincinnati is impressive. Um yeah. it's it, um I that game I must admit did not go the way I thought it was gonna go. I I thought that the home team would um would get it done. But they're they are a good football team all the way around. Um even with their offensive line issues, I guess that would be the thing as a Niner fan that I would, you know, kind of hang my hat on if we get, you know, not jumping too far ahead. Well, because I mean we're we're at the final four now. And I what I was gonna say, um it, you know, we're at a point in the season where there's not going to be any easy outs. Everybody's going to be whoever you get is going to be a tough matchup. Um, but of all the teams left, Cincinnati, I think would be from that side. You know, I'm not, I'm not on board with the other Niner fans that are like, yeah, I want a rematch. I don't, I don't know, I don't know that I, I'm good. I don't need I'm sick of watching. <laughs> Pat Mahomes kick our butt, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't need, I don't need that. I, um, Cincinnati make it through because um, I think that you know I think we could get can do some things against them. Not looking past the Eagles because I think they're going to give us everything that we want um, and more. But I, you yeah. know, I'm confident in this team and I think we can you know, we can find a way. Um, And if we can, and we get the Bengals again, you know, we kind of got the Bengals franchise number, I think, you know, in Super Bowls. So, you know, Chris
1: Collinsworth is going to be sad. (laughs) Boomers going to be, he's
2: going to be sick to see the 49er helmet again. (laughs) But yeah, I, um, I think next week is going to be a very exciting Sunday. It's going to be there's going to be some good football played and I'm just hoping my guys
1: can find a way. Yep. I, I and not not to say that I, I I personally I don't know who's the best coach left, right? Andy Reed is the is the guy who who who's got the ring. Um mm-hmm. Shanahan it seems like this was his best year uh as a as a head coach um and he has been improving every year and that's kind of like the final stage for him is is to to win one. He he's gotten to mm-hmm. uh he's gotten to now three NFC title games he's gotten to one Super Bowl hasn't won that yet so that's kind of like the next stage for him in his in his career is the gradual Next step for him is to get one, and you know, so I I fully expect that he's got he's got something dialed up. He he he's really been strong uh, all all year long. They, expect, you know, I think we look at the beginning of the season and we go, man, <clears throat> they you know they had that game in Denver. They should have won. They should have you know figured out a way to to win that opening game, and then the pouring rain against Chicago. When you look at how Chicago turned out, but there was. You know, I wonder if him having to go with Trey and then going back to Jimmy, like there are some things that he had to do that he probably felt really comfortable with when Brock came through because that's the third QB. And if you ha- and if you're going back and forth with QBs, uh, and and Trey, inexperienced QB, so he's he's having to make sure that you know, that, that Trey's good on, on the stuff that they're doing. And then you go back to Jimmy, who's a completely different QB to Trey. And so then you got to change your plays and then you get to Brock and Brock's kind of like a hybrid between the two of them. So I think, I think a lot of that stuff was really good for, for what he does, which is find the right game plan and find the right plays. And Brock was probably at the epicenter of the things that he really liked to do, and, uh, and and I think that helped him uh, get to where where they are right now. So I'm uh, I wonder if he's just got some stuff that he that he's ready to unleash that that we're, that you know for for people to say oh look at that play design look at that play call the the Ted Nwins of of the Athletic and and all these, these folks <laughs> the,
2: the Benjamin mm-hmm. Solax
1: who get on their little their little drawing board and they show us how this play worked. I, I have a feeling that that we're going to see a couple next week. Now, will that be enough? Who knows? But uh, that's part of the game. Also the chess match of, of him, you know, kind of unleashing what, what they can still do is, is very intriguing to me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we will be back at least one more. We got at least one more next week. Niners play at 12. uh, So we'll probably be after the game pretty close to, to after the game is over. Uh, unless the Jizza is coming back, is he coming back next week? No, no, no. I'll be here. <laughs> I'm very jealous of you, by the way. So, so Rod went to the Jizza. He saw the Jizza after today's game. So, uh, Jizz is my favorite Wu Tang rapper. So, I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm very jealous. But yeah, so we'll be back next week after the game. Niners, Eagles doesn't get any better. NFC title game uh, feels feels really good to have done this show all the way through so far. Uh, and, uh, Hey, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to do two more, man. I I am. I'm ready to do two more.
2: I am. And I think, I think we're a good luck charm. So yeah, yeah. keep it going.
1: Yeah. Jed, 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 Jed should throw some sponsorship our way to keep (laughs) us doing these shows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, uh, next week we'll be back, uh, after Niners Eagles Four Rod, I am double G Thank
3: you for listening. Thank you for watching. Peace out. Hey, this is Elliot Smith from the Arsenal Vision Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on the platform WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdsourcing service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. And in other words, that means you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in a cool company on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their team, improve operations, and that will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash Blue Wire.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.